It's the Bruce St. James Show right here on 890 WLS. Hey, good morning. A happy Friday. Congratulations. You made it. I know that uh, some of you, a little nip and tuck, weren't even sure you were going to make it. But here you are, and we're excited that you made it to Friday. Uh, Bruce, Judy, and Cheese with you. So, uh, me being the relatively new guy here, I don't know how long, how many years I have to live here before I'm still, well, compared to you guys, it's going to be quite some time before I'm ever not the new guy. Yeah. Um, I, d- I will admit that I think of Chicago as the Midwest. But I, I was reading an interesting article about, should we? Is Chicago really the Midwest? And I would only say this too. Have you actually traveled to the Midwest? If you were talking about a definition of Midwest, uh, whether it be values, lifestyle, or whatever, you can make an argument Des Moines is a hell of a lot more Midwest than Chicago. Yeah, Yeah, but what else would Chicago be if it wasn't the Midwest? North Central? Heck, I don't know. But closer to New York than we are to Midwest you know I mean? to me. California, Midwest when you like say Midwest, people think like farming. Yeah. That's not Chicago. I also right? think like Arizona. Mid- New that's Mexico. Southwest. Oh, that's Southwest. Okay. Yeah, no, I think that's the Midwest, desert Southwest. Midwest is Illinois, Wisconsin, Indiana, Michigan, Iowa. It's That's the Midwest, right? Is it? What are you, a newcomer coming here and try to change things? Yeah, I started it. This was in Chicago Magazine, by the way. Is Chicago really the Midwest? It is called the capital of the Midwest. I get it. But if you look at it from a cultural standpoint, they said we should call it the Great Lakes. I like the Great Lakes. Yeah. The term. Because, again, Midwest brings up a... Down to earth, let's say, feeling like you said, farming to be nice, wide open land. Again, I spend tons of time, not always by choice, in Iowa, Kansas, Nebraska. That's what comes to my mind when you say Midwest. I understand that Chicago's lumped in with it. I don't think Chicago has anything to do with those places whatsoever. Well, and that's that's not a bad thing, (laughs) you know. I mean, that's a good thing. It's just not the same. I don't think of them as the Midwest. I only think of those states that I what mentioned. Do you, what do you call them? The what's closest. I, I don't know what you call them. Okay. West? Yeah. I guess they're the Midwest. Well, I, I, the argument I, well, is, what is that, We need to know what the Midwest is first, I guess. You've Here got we the go. North, the South, the East, and the West. And everything that doesn't fit into one of those groups, <laughs> we call the Midwest. No, here, it's... Okay, it's Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, yes, oh, Indiana, and Missouri. Okay. I'll, I'll accept that. That's the Midwest. Yeah, but you look, again, you look at this, like, I think, and maybe it's just because of the size that Chicago's gotten. Maybe right. it is, it, maybe it is the, the, the width and breadth of what Chicago is. Then maybe it grew out of the Midwest. Well, but every, it's like its own designation. Every region needs that, right? If we, if, if the Midwest didn't have Chicago, well, then you got a problem. I don't know if the Midwest would notice, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, in the sense of, I, again, I find it hard to believe people in Quad Cities are like, well, thank goodness Chicago's in the Midwest. Yeah. I'll tell you what, people wouldn't be able to find us on a map. Well, you'd be We su- can't find you on a map now. You'd be surprised how many people, when they're somewhere else and people say, where are you from? They say Chicago, even if they are from the, the you know, Peoria, they'll say Chicago. 
<laughs> right? That's pushing you it a bit. You, you don't say. You live in Peoria and go, yeah, I'm from Chicago. But people do. Or they they say how what the distance is from Chicago. Well, I'm from this small town in Missouri. We're about, you know, 500 miles from Chicago, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, know, but, Chicago is the epicenter. But you say that. So we know there's a bit of a Chicago accent. Who were we talking to yesterday? Oh, uh, the Sam Toya from the Illinois Restaurant Association. Yeah, he had definitely had a Chicago accent going. He was from Chicago. Yeah, yeah, not Chicago, Chicago. He was there. He yeah. was. He had the accent, right? Yeah. They don't talk like that in misery, in Iowa, in Minnesota. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like no, Chicago I think we do. I thing. think we all talk. The Midwestern accent, oh, I no. think, yeah. is the Midwestern accent. Minnesota and Wisconsin, they talk the totally different. Well, Wisconsin, yes, Minnesota, and, and up in the north yeah. and the northern Michigan. Yeah, the Upers, but that's different. That's another region, really. There's a sub-region. An interesting thing was you talk about accents that Nebraska, and maybe it's because it's like, I don't know, don't make me do the math, but it's almost like geographically smack dab in the middle of the United States, north, south, east, and west. Mm-hmm. You know, Nebraska's like landlocked in the middle. That people from Nebraska, born and raised, have no discernible accent whatsoever. They have nothing. Nobody from <laughs> any other state. You has can't ever go there. <laughs> You're right. No one's moving to Nebraska. Good point. To screw up their, their yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Johnny Carson was from Nebraska, and I saw. I I I, I mentioned. I, I got a chance to meet him once, and I mentioned this to him because it was the only thing I knew about Nebraska, which was that part of his popularity was because nobody thought he wasn't one of them. He didn't have an accent that was, "Oh, you're from there." Oh yeah. That everybody was like, he had this. It was a Nebraska accent, which is a complete lack of. A telltale way you say a certain word or a yeah. phrase or a vowel or whatnot. How sad. Nebraska, really, we never hear about Nebraska. There's a reason. As a state, it's got to be the most forgotten state. What now? What Miranda, you have to speak out loud. Well, cheese has to turn me up, but I love Nebraska. You love Nebraska. Oh, what do you love it. about it? Okay, they're going to change your license plate tag. What is that? It's an up-and-coming town, you know. It's How? Omaha. It's a, it's a, it's a state. state. Yeah. Well, Omaha, I meant to say Omaha. Omaha? You like Omaha, town. Nebraska. Love it. I love the culture. I love the people in the town. Okay. I love the music down there, and too. And it's just like Chicago, right? Midwestern. Yeah. yeah. Really? Do you think like... Omaha and yeah. Chicago yeah. are similar? Well, like, if I were to move there, it'd feel more like home. Like, okay. I'd feel comfortable there. It wouldn't be so much of a change. See, the thing about Chicago is it is made up of neighborhoods. Yeah. So when you think people who aren't from, who aren't from here are thinking, like, Chicago, big city. But it, not that's all not it's how... a big city. It is a big city, but it's filled with neighborhoods. So the people that from have very unique um, cultures vibes and vibes. Them. Yeah. So we don't think of it. I never think of Chicago as this huge city. Everybody like, else does. Having grown up, <laughs> having grown up here, yeah. it's Chicago's small to me. Yeah. It's neighborhoods. It's yeah. It's not a big New York. Now, do you have you know, neighborhood distinct accents? Like, hi, yeah. I'm from the Ukrainian village. Hey, I'm Steve from the West Side. You know, we have the North Side and the West Side. No, but I think people don't say, like, oh, I'm from Little Village. I'm from Chicago. I don't know. I now depends no way. Maybe it depends on how how yeah. proud you are of your neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's but some that's, neighborhoods that's you may not want to. It's funny you bring that up because I grew up in Bucktown. Yeah. Okay. Do you think I ever once said when I met? I am one, from Bucktown. Never. No. Ne- I knew it was Bucktown. You I knew. said Chicago. Yeah. Right. Now. Right. 
you, people never say Chicago. I'm from Bucktown. I'm from Wicker Park. I'm from Lincoln Park. I, I think lately in the past decade, it's been all it's hmm. you. You say what neighborhood you're from now? Okay, there but, are yeah, neighborhoods I never heard of. No, but what about this? You're in a job interview on Zoom and you're talking to somebody in California, and they're like, "Oh, where do you live?" Well, then you say Chicago. Chicago. Exactly. Course, yeah. So when you're, you're talking, talking to, to someone from outside, here, yeah, yeah. It makes no sense. To say, yeah, Bucktown. New Yorkers do that, and I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah. Well, to Judy's point, here's what's funny. I was on an internship. I grew up in Glenview, mm-hmm. which is, on a good day, 15 minutes north of the city. I was excoriated, excoriated for saying I was from Chicago. Right. We don't like that. Because the person, well, well, what, where did you grow up in Chicago? I'm like, well, in Glenview. Well, well, you're not from Chicago. You're not from right. Chicago. Yeah, but you okay. say Chicago. Say Glenview loud and proud, Martyr. Come on. <laughs> Glenview, come on. Glenview's Glenview. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, it's all right. It's an inter- and don't, I, wait, it's don't you find when you tell people where you're from Chicago, they're always, like, impressed. It's never, oh, Chicago. It's, oh, Chicago. No. They, I, I mean, I think that's why we're so proud. It's not like New York. When we're sh- well, you know, if you say you're <laughs> from Chicago Glenview, ends. then they say, well, okay. Where the hell is Glenview? Yeah. yeah. All right. White bread. Ouch. <laughs> I'm a streeter villain. I'm just going to keep throwing it in there every time <laughs> I get a chance. Streeter villain. Hashtag streeter villain. And uh, if that isn't what we call people from Streeterville, it is what we call them now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> is Chicago the Midwest? It's. It, I. I saw that and I was like, hmm. Yes, but I can understand why some people would say, how Midwesternish is it yeah. when you think about the rest of the Midwest? It kind of is like that Sesame Street, like. Five of these things belong together. One of these things doesn't belong. And you yeah. were going, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, Kansas, Chicago. Hold on a second. How the hell did you throw Chicago in with that group? Mom. Mommy. Mommy. <laughs> All right, I don't need this Mommy. at work. Mama. 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 Ma. 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 Does that sound familiar? Mom. Mom. Good morning. Good it's Lord. Bruce, Judy, and Mommy. Cheese. Mommy. Happy Mother's Day early, Judy, the, the mom you. in the group here. So, uh, yeah, she has heard that on more than one occasion, right? Uh, that, that's an interesting thing right there. What do, you, what do you call, what did you call your mother? Mom? Because they actually ask people that. It always cracked me up when I heard my older friends, you know, when we got older and they still call their mom, Mommy. So that was their, but that it was. You know mother, what I mean? that, mother sounds weird. Yeah, mommy, weird. mom, mama, ma, ma. Yeah, that was. Call her by her first name. Good night. Never. My kids did that at some point. Already. Really? Mm-hmm. And sometimes they still do. I have no problem with it. My niece and nephew call their parents, my brother and, and sister in law, by their first names. It's, it's just certain and times. I, it, it's jarring to me. Yeah. Like I barely call my brother by his first name. I have a variety of no. I get a variety oh, okay, of yeah. just insulting things that I call him. Usually the maggot, you know. Yeah, because he was always smaller and younger than me. So well, he was or just usually maggot. it's mom, 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 Judy, Judy. Oh boy, and that's then, when they're yeah. serious. Oh. So yeah, there's but that's like cases. when you bring up like your kid's government name. You know, when you use like their whole name, middle yeah. name, that means you're in a whole heap of trouble. Uh, according to the to the polling data, the number one thing we call uh, our, our mothers is mom. Thirty three percent. I call my mom, my mom goes by Oma. Which is German grandmother now because mm. she's, you know, we call her Oma. Ah. She likes being called Oma. Yeah. That's a good thing. You know, it's, it's endearing, you know, call yeah, somebody it's grandma. Not like grandma that. And... She's not my grandma, but she is a grandma. I had a Busha and she hated being called Busha. Didn't like Busha. Want to be called grandma okay. every single day. Uh, it's sad really? when I think about it. Why couldn't I just give her that? Shout out to the Abuelitas out there as well. But uh, here's something. So 
this is <laughs> is there something that you kept from your mom? Is there something that you never really told that your mom doesn't know about you? Now, my mom knows now, but it wasn't until recently. I've mentioned before that I've been struck by lightning. The story is, my brother and I, the maggot, Mm -hmm. were out camping with dad at the lake. And because dad wanted to drink and play cards with his buddies in the RV, (laughs) he sent my brother and I out to, quote, fish in a thunderstorm. So picture us standing. We couldn't take the boat out. I was maybe 12. My brother would have been nine, somewhere in that range. We have a a boat that's, you know, tied to shore. A rowboat? It wasn't a rowboat. It was a bass boat. Oh, okay. We weren't in the middle of the lake, but we walked out to the end of the boat because we weren't very good at casting our lines. So this just, we felt, got us a little bit deeper into the water when we dropped our lines in, right? Again, my dad told us that fishing in a rainstorm was better because the fish were confused. Okay, is that a myth? Because I've always heard that too. Okay, I have the foggiest (laughs) idea, but I can tell you what it leads to. So we're minding our own business. We're doing this. The lightning bolt actually, it hit right at the nose of the boat where we had had the boat tied to a, like one of those 55-gallon garbage cans. Yeah. Drum, you know. That's where the lightning bolt hit. It went in the back of my ear, went out the bottom of my foot, hit my brother somewhere, knocked us to the ground on the boat. I remember lying on the boat, my dad coming in. You guys okay? You're okay. You're okay. Get up. Don't tell your mom. You guys are fine. You're fine. Don't tell mom. Smoke coming Rock, out your I, Literally, yeah. I could smell smoke, you yeah. know, it burned your hair. I'm crying. My brother's crying. We're alive. We get in. We get to go in the RV, finally. We're not in the rain anymore and fishing. You know, we get to go inside. Um, And we didn't tell mom. And my dad told us, if you tell your mother that you got hit by lightning, we never get to go camping or fishing again. Okay. Good enough threat for me. You never told your mom. Fast forward to a few years ago. We're at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Thanksgiving or Christmas. Whole whole fam damnly's there. My father's passed away since then. And I don't know how it came up, but I say something like, oh, you know, the time I get hit by lightning. And my brother goes, oh, yeah, that was funny. Remember this, that, and the other? There's a pause. My mom goes, what the hell are you two talking about? <laughs> you really never knew that story? What are you talking about? And we relayed the story of the two of us getting hit by lightning while fishing with dad. And first thing out of her mouth, I would have never let you go with him again. Oh, I know exactly why we didn't tell you. Yep. Exactly why we never told you. I, she, my mom got upset over something that had happened 25 What's years before. Big? She was ticked <laughs> off the whole rest of the dinner. Kind of a big deal. That she didn't know we got hit by lightning. Although she still uses that excuse of, that explains a lot about the two of you. Oh, yeah. Is there something you ever kept from? Secret? From my mom? Um, you girls that big. You know what, Getting hit to, by lightning, is I it? I used to steal money from my mom every single day. Do you think she didn't know? She probably, I don't know. Because you think so at this point she, it just became your allowance? Yeah, she, exactly. <laughs> you know what? I never I thought of that. I lose a dollar a day. Now that I think about Seven it, Seven bucks I a week. We'll just money. call that it. cola increase, did you? Yeah. Right. <laughs> she she was a hairdresser, so she uh-huh. worked out of the house. Oh, she cash had business? So much, always cash. Yeah. She had so much change. 
you know, we're talking now the 60s, the 70s. So she had a lot of change as well as maybe dollar bills, not, you know, not big dollars, but just one dollar bills. But it was all the quarters. I just needed a couple quarters. A couple quarters. You know how much candy a couple quarters bought? In a the 60s? lot. Oh, my. I ate candy every day. I'm still a huge candy eater, and I'm sure that's why. I'm mm. surprised at the number of grown people out there whose mothers still do things for them, like laundry. Okay, I might be one of those moms. Wow. I just, I just bought Luke's shirt. Luke is not the favorite one. How old is Luke? You know what? Every day you name a different one, so I we're know. good. Yeah. Um, Luke is 23. 23 years four. old. Maybe he's 24. You're Gosh, buying his shirt. Like you need a shirt. Here, this I would look know, nice on you. I know. That's what I mean. And <laughs> I, your hair. And, and I realized the last time he was here, I gave him, I bought him a shirt. Yeah. I don't know why I do that. I, so I still do. I still think of my kids who don't live with me anymore. And if I see something they might like, I buy it. Or yeah, I will do their laundry. Socks and underwear? Or you know, send him something. You know what? <laughs> don't think I don't think of that a lot. When I'm on I Amazon. bet you do. Like, yeah, yeah. I wonder if the boys have underwear. Because <laughs> you a nightly text. You your wait, teeth, honey. and Get you, right Rob, we're here. We talked about it. You guys all inform me how you will wear underwear until it's just a strap. Just, just the so elastic band. So I now band. I fear, I fear down, for my boys. I'm, I think right now I just have an elastic band on. That's all it is. <laughs> It says Fruit of the Loom on it. It's, yeah, it's I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, it. I'm just going to go order them yeah. underwear. I'm going to order it's the underwear the, and I couldn't just even send it tell to you them. what color it was originally. I have no oh idea. Oh my gosh, it's hilarious. Why would you ever buy more? You buy underwear once when you're like 15 or 16, and that's it. That's you're it. done. Yeah. But it's a clean strap. Absolutely. Oh, oh I wash it once a week. <laughs> in the sink. That's the thing. If I saw that in the laundry, right in the garbage. Mm. Ooh. Mm, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be able to. Wow. I wouldn't be able to handle it. Hey, mom, what happened to my threw it away? What? No, I would never say, I would say. That was my number one favorite underwear. No, 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 no. That's not the mom response. The mom response is, I don't know. I don't know what happened to it. My Your grandmother. Your teddy bear? I don't know. Kept Where something from my mother. Ooh. Forever. Ever and ever. And she let it slip one time when she was at my house. I said something, uh, oh yeah, grandpa, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's not really your grandpa, but anyways, blah, blah, blah. And I said, Ooh. what? <laughs> what? And I said, wait, 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 what? Hi. And she says, well, I got pregnant from a man. <laughs> he left. I met another man. They were both Filipino. My grandmother was full Italian. Yeah. Met another Filipino man who said, I like you. I'll I love like you. you. I'll, ra- I'll take. And she was pregnant when she met him. Yeah. So my mom grew up thinking that was her father. No. She never told. I ne- And I never said anything to my mom. I didn't want to be the one. So, my so wait, grandma, your mom never knew. My mom never found out. Till the day that she her died. dad was not her dad. Yeah. But you knew. I knew. She but that's a hell of a secret. Yeah, because this guy, the grandpa, a guy called a grandpa. Okay, I so mean, he's not your grandpa. But he was there ever since. But have you ever wanted to find your real grandpa? No, he's probably long dead. Well, but yeah. Wow. There's the DNA stuff. They're both Filipino, so. Close oh, enough. Oh, you know what? Close yeah, enough. it's Close who enough. cares what their names your, are. I love your Italian grandmother. She goes, I'm just in a Filipino, guys. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to tell you. If this one isn't the one, pick another one. Oh, my they're like God. buses. Another no, one will come don't along. Don't you think she did it on purpose? Because otherwise, you'd be like, yeah, if I, that I kid like, doesn't look a damn thing like exactly. you. Exactly. Oh, she was one yeah. smart cookie. Yeah. That is fantastic. Is well, that happy Mother's Day early to all of you mothers out there. We sincerely hope you don't find out today that you're... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, weekend. we were happy to make your That's mom sound my better. Dad? Yeah. <laughs> and if you ever were hit by lightning, tell your mom, okay? But do wait a few years yeah. or else, yeah, because I'm pretty sure I got sent to my room. 
and I don't even have a room at that house uh, that Thanksgiving after I told mom, as a grown adult, uh, that I'd been hit by lightning. Well, I'm surprised your dad didn't tell her at some point later, years later, because that's what that happened to me a lot with my because husband. She was grave. Me, years later, I found out. So. Dad never gave it up. Yep. Never gave it up. He was he like, just nope. forgot. Pinky, Pinky swear. swear Pinky it. swear that sucker out. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's still time for our criminal of the day. Don't you worry about it. Hey, shout out to Judith Ann Black, a Florida woman who wanted it her way. Is willing to fight and get all racist over it. <laughs> Allegedly, Miss Black was visiting the local Burger King and was dissatisfied with her Whopper hamburger. <laughs> her specific complaint was the thickness of the tomato slices. Not the fact that it was a Whopper, apparently. An argument with the burger flipper ensued in which Black threw the sandwich with thin tomato slices at the employee and hurled racially charged epithets. Police tracked <laughs> Judy down Ooh, and charged her Judith. with battery, upgraded to a felony because she dragged the worker's race into it. Ah, always a good move to do that. Yeah. Always a good So for going all Karen on a Burger King employee over the thickness of your tomatoes, you, Judith Black, or the Bruce St. James Show, criminal of the day, all suspects described above should be considered innocent until found guilty in a court of law, no matter how crazy they are. Good morning. Happy Friday. Let's jump right into the six o'clock hour with the big three stories. Well, people are paying attention to. Geez, what do you got? Well, as things start to open up here in Illinois and the United States, in India, infections and death hit record Ugh. highs, and it's being referred to as hell on earth. It's a disaster. Ugh. Oh, that's for that, Judy. Well, a SpaceX rocket finally managed to land without exploding. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> and when it rains, it pours. It's like a floodgate opening. What do I mean? Concerts, events, yes. Chicago is reopening, and there's going to be apparently lots of things that you can go out and do. Speaking of that, yesterday, we all circled on our calendars July 4th. Not just because of hot dogs with no ketchup on them and fireworks, but because Mayor Lightfoot said that was a... The target, what was it, the goal again, the goal for reopening Chicago. Fully. Hashtag old normal, right? Excellent. July 4th. So color me slightly confused when all of a sudden I start hearing other dates bandied about. Specifically, Governor Pritzker said this. On Friday, May 14th, the state of Illinois will move into the bridge phase of our mitigation plan, one step closer to removing nearly all of the remaining mitigations. Illinois will move okay, to phase so five, phase normal five. business operations, normal. free of pandemic-related pandemic. mitigations, as soon as Friday, June 11th. Okay, here we go. So now I've got May, May 14th, right? Hold on. May 14th. That's the bridge. Bridge? June 11th? Phase five, baby, we're done. July 4th. Our goal, ladies and gentlemen, is to be fully open by July 4th. We can't even reopen <laughs> without confusing the hell out of me. Okay, I, you're con here's where you're confused. Here's where I'm confused. We have Illinois. We do. And then as we just talked, we have Chicago. That we do. Chicago, you could even think of it as another state. As a whole other planet. So what's happening, <laughs> as you know, what's been happening during the entire COVID pandemic 
Illinois, the state, makes a decision and or announces something, and then Chicago announces their own thing. But don't you see how ridiculous it is? Well, here's the ridiculous part. On June 11th, on June 11th, when you want to do something fully open, I need to walk across the the border into (laughs) the suburbs. I need, I need to, I need to go to where you be open. Yeah. 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 We're going to be open June 11th. But you see how ridiculous that is. The fact that, that Judy and Cheese drive in from high, not Chicago every day, Mm -hmm. where on apparently June 11th, starting May 14th and Mm -hmm. then getting to June 11th. You're going to be hashtag old normal. Well, on June on May 14th, we're going to be where you'll be on June on. No, you are there already. <laughs> you're proving no, my point. I, yeah, I'm starting exactly, today. Hold on. Screw I'm, it. Screw it. I'm going Wait, today no, as well. No, you're already there. You're I'm already where? We're at the bridge <laughs> I'm in at Chicago. The bridge. Which bridge am I at? We're at the bridge on the Graffiti 14th. Bridge. Yeah. So we're at the, you're already at the bridge, but we're going to beat you to fully open. You've got a shorter bridge? We've got a shorter bridge. You are on a oh. long bridge to nowhere, dude, till July 4th. Could you make it more complicated? Yeah. They could make it more complicated. Oh. Besides having May 14th, June 11th, and July 4th as dates of things happening, we could add colors and numbers into it. Oh, we really should. What? This good news comes with a caveat. Oh, a caveat. We have all seen throughout this pandemic that this virus and its variants have proven to be unpredictable. Metrics that look strong yeah. today are far from a guarantee oh. of how things will look a week, two weeks, a month from now. We saw that last August and again last March. So he's saying right there. Well, I'm going to piss on my it's parade. Always I change the it any day. Yeah. I choose not to hear any of that. It's the metrics. <laughs> I, I choose here's to hear a, May 14th. And, and you know That's what? all I heard. Right. So he, here's the problem when Chicago and Illinois do different things. Uh, people hear Chicago and they think, oh. That's us. And that's people, us. or they hear the Illinois part. Oh, and that's, that's Illinois. Us. Exactly. Yeah, Chicago is in Illinois, just we, for everyone. As I said, we can't even reopen without confusing the bejesus out of people and giving them a variety of dates spread over three months. Do you think it's doing like a it battle? Purpose. You think it's like a battle? I'm saying like Lightfoot says this. And then Pritzker goes, oh yeah, well this. Then Lightfoot will come back today and go, June 10th. Yeah. Well, great. Well, they'll just get up to what is today. Yeah. Until they get up to May seventh, I'm good. Yeah. Start today. Keep the battle uh, going. There is some some. Uh, uh, it seems like good news. We talked about the fact that we're probably never going to get to what we're not calling it herd immunity anymore. What are we calling community. it? Community. Community, community immunity. immunity. Thank you very much. So we're not going to get to community immunity. We're gonna we're gonna aim for seventy percent. But when it comes to the older folks out there, the seniors, the grandmas, the grandpas, the omas, the opas, the abuelitas. The Bushas. The Bushas. Pretty high number of them have been vaccinated. Yes. We're now hearing that a full 85%. That's a lot. I lost my story here. 80. Okay. That is so funny that you say that. Why? I looked at that and said, not 100% yet of of elderly people? Of all the classes of people we had, you know, we had to wait in line. I thought for sure older Americans, older Illinoisans would have been better. Listen, I think in this day and age, you get to 85% in anything, call it yeah. a win. Okay. Just double stampies, no races, give them Again, a medal. Again, I forget that older Americans, you're right, some are just not going to get it. No. Just not going to get Hell it. Hell or high water. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Yeah, so, so Kill me in, now. That, in, <laughs> in that context, then 85% is pretty good. I, I, yeah. But I'm, I, mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's interesting you, you see it and, and see it from a different perspective. Yeah, because I looked at it and was like, let let's celebrate. Eighty-five percent, because that I only last fifteen percent. 
Right. I, I, I don't know what matter of cajoling it's going to take. Just move on. Because in the, in this case, it really, death is the, the biggest thing you can say to older Americans. You could easily die if you get COVID. I That's could been die proven. anyway. I well, I, yeah. And <laughs> I mean, when you have younger people, okay, I'm not going to really, I might have, you know, some, some mild symptoms, but elderly people we've seen over and over again. So that's why I thought that number would be higher, but I'll take 85%. Another example of, of okay, so we've got May 14th, June 11th, and July 4th. Oh, and by the, potential wait, dates that yeah. things could happen somewhere with something. Right. I just wanted to point out that that 85% is actually above the national average. So Illinois is actually doing better. There you go. Than most people. Hey, good morning. Happy Friday. It's Bruce, Judy, and Cheese. I bit the bullet yesterday. Um, I had to go get a, a new iPhone. I, I, I say a new phone. First off, my, my phone was giving me a complex. I thought I was losing my hearing. It was actually just the speaker on the phone. <laughs> I'd be all talking to people like, what? Speak up. Why are you whispering? They're like, I'm not whispering. You know, so I finally figured out. Okay, it's my phone. The battery lasted like eight minutes. You know, it was one of those things. Yeah. Like, okay, got to get in. I went in and I talked to the Apple people. How much to fix it? And the guy looked at me like, really? Fix it? <laughs> Nobody fixes it. It's three years old. Come on, dude. Upgrade. No, he went. Now, can he you goes, imagine if, goes, I we'll in, it if I walk in the Apple store? For twice is what a new one will cost you. Yeah. You know, sure, we'll fix it. How about you make a phone that lasts longer than three years? Yeah, they don't do that. And, so, a, and a charger. So I had to go and, and, and get a new phone. And a, a very nice young gentleman at the Apple store at, um, right over here on, on Michigan. A Island. genius. It's a great store. Beautiful. It's a, it's a stunning store, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It is weird. You have to make an appointment. You have to stand around, wait for somebody, stand apart from one another. Oh, you can't just walk in? No. You have to have an appointment. Hmm. And um, uh, I kept asking him questions about the phone, and like I would step towards him, and he'd step back. <laughs> and I wasn't thinking, you yeah, know. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I finally told him, like, "By the way, I'm vaccinated. I I, I don't mean to, you know. I, but I like, you know, I wanted him to show me, like, yeah. explain this, you know. And I was like, I couldn't do it from six feet away. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he said, "I'm vaccinated too. I, I'll go, oh, good for you. Good so for you. Guys you guys hugged it out, and then you should have flashed the V and- right when you walked in." The V sign. Yeah, I don't think anybody's onto that yet, but I'm mm. I'm working on it. But uh, uh, he said, "Oh, because I'm an EMT. What are you doing here?" Yeah. <laughs> he goes, "I go. You work a lot, right?" And he goes, seven days a week." So the kid's got to hustle. He's a good kid. He was really cool. So EMT slash Apple was genius. He like twenty two. He was young. Mm-hmm. He had the baby dreads. Oh yeah. Look, careful, Uh-oh. Miranda. Miranda's headed over I'll there. introduce you to him, Miranda. Baby dreads. Anyway, so. Really great guy. Helped me make some smart decisions. Sold me everything in the bleeping store. Hell of a salesman. Yeah, nice. I, I'll take one of those, two of those, one of those. Yes, of course, I have to have that. What are you, yeah. So it's good on you, though. Here's something I, I saw, though, that was interesting. And I'd only heard about it, but I didn't understand it. Have you heard of the AirTag? Apple AirTag. I have heard it, but I have not looked into them. Okay, so... I'd heard it, but I didn't know what it was. I'm yeah. like, do I need this? Like, like I need an Apple Watch. I don't need one of those, right? Yeah. I don't know. You know, they got a lot of things I don't need. The AirTag looks like about the size of a quarter. Looks like a really big Mentos. Okay. Okay. And it is basically a tracking device. Now, it was invented. So, Judy, you could take one, put it in your purse. Put the bottom of your purse. It looks like a mint. 
If someone were to steal your purse, you could pick up your phone and it'll tell you exactly where that is. It'll show you, it'll take you to the AirTag. Well, I love that. You could put it in your car. Yeah. You could hide this almost anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Literally, the size of a quarter or something, you can imagine. You could put it anywhere. Put and it I was on like, your keys? You would lose your keychain, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And and literally, you could just use your phone and beep, 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 beep. You know, it'll, it'll take you within like a foot of it or something. Mm. And I, I'm not as sinister as I make myself out to be. Because I admit my first thought was, oh, that's convenient. Maybe I'll get some of these. Put them on. I was thinking like, like put it in your car. Because they have these these companies that will like track your car. Low jack or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this one's 29 bucks. That's a hell of a lot cheaper than some of those other things, right? Oh, yeah. Right there on your phone. It's out. But I didn't think of how apparently <laughs> it's already being used to stalk people. Oh. That people are allegedly, I have to say, yeah. taking the Apple AirTag, again, roughly the size of a quarter, girlfriend, person you just met, somebody you want to keep tabs on, you drop that in a in their bag, in a pocket, whatever, beep, 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 you can follow them wherever you want. Like home. Okay, let's go with that. What a coincidence to see you at the Starbucks again. Oh. Look at Rob. Look at Rob. Mm, yeah. Rob's see, got him Rob's all over more town. more sinister than I am. See, he's already <laughs> thinking like, I didn't think like this. Yeah. Oh, come on. Well, as a mom, I immediately thought, oh, could stick him in my kids' backpacks. No, he's not. See, you are. would go and track your yeah. kids. Well, yeah, that's what they should call it. Yeah, but then Luke slaps it on a friend's backpack, and meanwhile, you're tracking down Luke's <laughs> yeah, friend. Right. Luke's Luke would do that. Yeah, yeah. 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 And you know Luke, he would do that. Yeah. That darn Luke. I love Luke. Back to him again. Lee's the third favorite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Actually, fourth. He's, only he's got fourth three. in the list now. <laughs> fourth on the list. I like the X better than him. But isn't it interesting? <laughs> it's kind of like. I, I, I've heard this before. I did not make this up. That every piece of technology eventually gets used for evil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No matter what. Hey, we invented drones, you know, so we could, uh, yeah, and we put guns on them. Son of a, <laughs> come on, man. Really? You know, like everything we invent eventually becomes like this. But yeah, for $30. So now they for need. For $30, you could track anybody you could get close enough to slip this quarter size thing onto. Yeah. Well, you, I like the way you say it. you could track, you could stalk anyone. Okay. So now Apple needs to invent something for everyone that just automatically is on your phone so that it will tell you if you're being tracked. Okay. Right? Interesting. Like an anti-tracker tracker. An anti-tracker tracker. Sell you that. Uh, so it's $29 yeah. for the tracker. It's $39 for the tracker finder. <laughs> for the track E. Track it's E. more expensive. Yes, yeah. of course. Mm. And then it's, when you find that track, yeah, then you can keep it. And ha-ha, they're out of tracker. They actually, Stalker, this, I fooled you. This guy who writes uh, the tech column at the Washington Post wanted to try it out. And actually encouraged, uh, had an employee go, see if you can track me. By the way, it works wonderful. Yes. Wow. The employee tracked him everywhere. And the, and the problem wow. was it alerted him, but only like these little beeps. And, you know, you might not hear them or. Right. Yeah. Apple didn't th probably think this through. Yeah. You no. put it on somebody's car so you know when they leave the house. Their house is empty. Uh, 
Wow. So many different things. You, you are, about. look at you are sinister. I like, I like getting, finding all the evil in everyone's hearts here. Where is your mind going? You might need to you go, you out? could be the evil guy who works for Apple because they need ah. one to tell them how you would abuse it. Dr. Evil. Yes. It's really, I, you know, I mean, obviously we've had tracking devices in the past, you know, police put, quote, put something on your car, you know, all these things, but never for 29 yeah. bucks and the size of a quarter. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? That's scary. And I mean, yeah. I guess you could say if someone is going to stalk you, they're going to stalk you, tracker or not. They can follow you, get in their car and follow you home. Mm. Well, Makes sure, it a little bit easier. They sure but, made it easy. You know what? Let's be honest. I bought a dozen of them, by the with way. Just <laughs> with everybody posting every five minutes of their life online, yeah. is Ouch. it really that hard to find somebody? Right. No. Oh, look. McDonald's. Oh, look. With friends. Ouch. Oh, look at work. Look at my house. Look at my yard. Look at my pool. Look at my car. Why are you going to throw Stephanie under the bus? Why are you going to throw the boss under the bus? Why you got to be like that? Why you got to? Why you got to trash her Instagram? I have never been to her house. I know the entire. I know the. I know the layout. Absolutely. I'm not doing that. I know exactly where that. Well, that's a new thing, Rob. Where the couch is in the living room. People are starting not to know pictures of their kids. People are having kids now. Not one posted picture. I'm I'm compiling a list of things as a new. Resident of Chicago, specifically a streeter villain. Um, things I've learned about Chicago. Okay. Number one, there's always a chance of rain. Mm-hmm. Always. Never know. Every day, at all times. It's <laughs> just one of the things I've noticed. There's always a chance of rain. I don't care how sunny it is. I don't care there isn't a cloud in the sky. I walk outside, I'm like, did it just rain on <laughs> come from window washers i guess that's what it is um as we come up on summertime though you know we saw an interesting story uh there is a program out there one summer chicago did Mm -hmm. i get that right Mm -hmm. that is specifically jobs for youths 13 to 24 i think is kind of the age group age appropriate jobs paid jobs this isn't free work not volunteerism Everything from working at the beach to uh, lifeguards, uh, uh, library, coding, library. Yeah. city jobs, if you will, right. for the youths. City and park district jobs. The only problem with the one one summer Chicago program, we'll be talking to the to the head of it a little bit later today, yeah. is um, double check, carry the three. Nobody's signing up for them. Mm. And one of the issues that I will acknowledge, I've heard. In the wake of some some tragic events recently, you'll know what I'm talking about, that one of the problems in some specific communities or maybe with a specific generation is that these hashtag damn kids these days, um, they don't have jobs. They don't have opportunity in their neighborhoods. And that's what's leading them down the path of bad choices, running around in the middle of the night, carrying guns, getting involved in gangs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Well, if the jobs are going unfilled, the opportunity's there, and they're still not taking advantage of it, well, maybe it's something more than just access to jobs. Joining us right now is Alderman Ray Lopez, 15th Ward. Shout out to the 15th Ward. Uh, Good morning, Alderman Lopez. How are you today? Good morning and happy Friday to you and all your listeners. Happy Friday. So I kind of set it up there a little, and I know you, you heard that, but can you understand my, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be overly mean about it, but it sounds like some of these communities can't have it both ways. There's no jobs. That's why our kids are getting into trouble. Okay, well, here are the jobs. Yeah, but not those jobs. 
No, I think you hit it uh, the nail right on the head. And I said the same as much uh, during the public safety meeting. You know, we keep talking about we need more money. We need more programs. We keep hearing that mantra over and over and over again. But yet the question ultimately comes down to, well, when you have all of that at your disposal and no one participates or you still participate and find ways to do bad things, then what's really the problem here? Mm -hmm. And for me, all of this boils down to a very simple problem that none of us want to acknowledge at the moment, which is that our families are not what they used to be. Our parents are lacking the skills to know what their children are up to or wanting to know what their children are doing at night or even at home. And if we don't fix that problem, no amount of money, no amount of programs, no amount of jobs is going to change the direction that we're going in with the generation Mm. of children that we have today. Well, Alderman, it it seems a little bit, you know, it's kind of easy to come up with a program, a jobs program for youth. What kind of program are we going to come up with to make parents better (laughs) parents? Well, you know, I think that what the best way to get parents involved is if you start holding them accountable for what their children do out on the streets. You know, we've seen where, for example, we have a, an ordinance, a law on the books in Chicago that if your child throws a party where alcohol is involved, you, the parent, are going to be, are going to be resp- just as liable and responsible as your child is. So maybe we need to start looking at some of that when it comes to these other offenses that are going on where you see these youth, the youth category, you know, marching up and down, destroying parts of the city or carjacking or doing the graffiti or the gang criminality. Maybe once they're caught, we should start holding them and their parents accountable, whether it's fines or mandatory counseling or other things. We have to start getting the parents' attention because then once they know that they can be held just as liable, they're going to start paying attention. They're going to start asking, where are you? As opposed to those 1980s, do you know where your son or daughter is at 9 p.m.? They're going to start actively engaging again as parents as opposed to trying to be their friends and Facebook partners. Alderman Lopez joining us right now. And I guess I don't disagree with anything you're saying. I do think there is there an acknowledgement, and I'm sure you've seen it in your own community, maybe your own lives, that... The family structure changed for a variety of different reasons, okay? Some of them are driven by bad behavior and negative things. But, you know, things like, you know, women working outside the house meant there wasn't a mom at home all the time. Like, I can acknowledge that there's what we call the family unit or whatever has kind of fundamentally changed. I'm all for holding parents accountable, but I I wonder to what extent. Is that fair? Well, well. I hear that argument, and I know okay. that argument. And yes, the family the family unit has changed. We're not talking about Leave It to Beaver with June Cleaver, <laughs> you know, sitting yeah. at home yeah. baking all day. We know this isn't the 1950s anymore. But my husband's mom worked; he turned out fine. My mom worked. My both my parents worked, mm-hmm. um, but my parents were involved. They were engaged. My mom wouldn't let me watch television. She made me do book reports for her, let alone for school. <laughs> You know, my parents had standards yeah, and they made sure that they were involved in knowing what were my grades like, what were my homework like, what, who well, they, was I they were engaged, when they weren't around. They were engaged and, in your education, right? And and maybe maybe right. the fundamental part of this is how do we get parents more engaged or, or invested in, I, you know, I'm not trying to be silly with a term, in seeing their kids succeed in school because a lot of this probably goes back to, to that, I think. 
Well, absolutely. You know, you have to be engaged, whether it's your education, who they're friends with. And I have a school in my ward, and it they have done their best to try and engage parents. They've even offered, for example, gift cards to McDonald's or whatever for report card pickup. And I've seen it where parents, once they found out that they had to go and meet all of the teachers first before they got the gift card, left. Mm. They were only concerned about the gift card, not so much about their student's progress, even when the child had straight A's. Now, that kind of message is not lost on the child, which now there's no reason for them to pursue, you know, good grades or great behavior because clearly mom or dad isn't caring about that achievement. Yeah, you know what it boils down to change. It's hard to be a parent. It's hard. (laughs) No, I mean, really, you have to make hard decisions, and people just don't want to do that anymore. They're lazy. Parents have become lazy, and it's just easier not to know where their kid is at night or what they're doing. Right, which is why this constant call for more programs, more this, more that, is to basically supplant the role of a parent Mm -hmm. and farm it out to somebody else. Yeah, I agree with that. and And then get upset when something goes wrong, you know, Going back to the the case no one wants to talk about, Anthony Toledo, mm-hmm. you know, we, I had many conversations. I have a lot of my peers who are very unhappy with me right now because I said the the family failed this young man. Right. He was out twice in a week. Nobody knew. Nobody won't only called the police once to find out where he is. I see that daily in my communities where I have 12, 13, 14-year-olds who are constantly disappearing. Parents, oh, what can we do? Ground them, pay attention, lock the door, do what you have to do, whatever you have to do to be a parent. But oftentimes we're waiting for some program or some other person to handle our business. Somebody to to save you from it. Yeah. Alderman Lopez. That doesn't help us. Thank you so much for your time today. We do appreciate it. And and as a a follow up, we are going to be talking to the head of the One Summer Chicago program a little later about the fact that uh, these jobs are going unfulfilled, if you will, that this message is not getting through to parents or young people about maybe the value of work or that these jobs can set them down. And these used to be coveted jobs. These were, you know, we all wanted these jobs in the summer. Hey, Mother's Day coming up this weekend. We've got some great ideas for you, including something that uh, I I got to go and check out. Oh, nice. The immersive Van Gogh experience. Miranda and I, right? It's like a... I'm calling it a date. Don't let her boyfriend know that. But Miranda and I went through immersive Van Gogh. If you don't know what it is, we're going to talk about it. It's coming up next on 890 WLS. So Mother's Day this weekend, obviously I say. I hope that wasn't a shock to some of you. Like, don't! <laughs> Son of a... Hurry up, get on the phone. Well, thank um, goodness you said it. And uh, right when it opened up, infant producer Miranda and I went... To the immersive Van Gogh experience. Have you seen? There's signs all over the city. Yeah. Maybe you've seen these, you know, hanging on uh, uh, lamp posts or whatever. And um, I don't want to speak for you, Miranda, but you were kind of blown away by it. Oh my goodness! Okay, so I I should speak for her. Yeah. Yes, you were blown away by it. Blown away. It was it was so beautiful and it was so calming. And with the pandemic and everything, I haven't been able to go to a concert, and it was. Just like How would you describe it then for for the for someone who knows they go immersive Van Gogh? What does that mean to me? You're literally in the painting. You're standing in the middle of the painting with music all around you. They they like create the painting right in front of you. They're projected up on the walls and the ceiling, huge. Yeah, and the 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 Van Gogh's artwork 
evolves and moves and changes and transforms from one painting into a next. And it's all going on like 360 degrees around you with music. Wow. It's really neat. Mm. No, I've never, I, I was like, well, this, I was to eight years old when I was in the middle of one of these for the first time. I just mm-hmm. never seen anything like it. And joining us right now, someone who knows a lot about it, I'm led to believe. She's the co-producer of the immersive Van Gogh experience, Irina Shabsis. Irina, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Did we do a good job of explaining our experience there and how amazing it was? Oh, my God. I can't even add anything else. You <laughs> stole all of my lines. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, it really, and, and like, I didn't know what I didn't know. I kind of went into it cold saying, you know, when you say immersive Van Gogh, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what that means. And I walked out going, wow, that was pretty darn amazing. So for Mother's Day, though, you guys have some some interesting, fun things, unique things, dare I say, for the moms. Tell me a little bit about Mama Yo Go Away. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know what? With Mother's Day coming up this weekend, uh, Immersive Van Gogh is partnered with the Drake Hotel to offer a great Mother's Day celebration. Uh, an exclusive overnight stay on Saturday, May 8th. Uh, it's ideal mother-daughter bonding time or gateway with a friend or a spouse to take advantage of uh, your well-deserved pampering and fun. And in addition to the overnight stay on May 9th, we are offering yoga classes called Whoa. Go with Lifeway Immersive Yoga Classes. And also, we are providing lift credits for transportation to and from and some other fun perks. And Go Yoga is uh, a workout to challenge the body and inspire the mind. Yo Go. I get it. Yeah. Yo Go. Yeah. I see. I get it. All the Go. The Van Go. <laughs> yes. yes. All right. right. Every play on word we can get with that, Judy. So being a mom, I hadn't thought about how wonderful it would be to go away from my children <laughs> and spend an overnight and huh right because i mean you don't really want to bring your kids do you uh, you you said you could bring a partner maybe uh you can bring everyone who mm. will enjoy not only the sport mm-hmm. or or uh exercise but also a cultural experience because our yoga is not just a typical sport class it's a workout to challenge your mind and soul and body. And for that, we are partnering with core, our local core power yoga instructors and Lifeway Food Company hmm. to bring that yoga, yoga classes to our venue and allow participants to be in, to immerse with, their mind and body while they are the exhibit. Right, while the exhibit's going on. And and again, we're speaking to the co-producer of the Immersa, Immersive Van Gogh Experience, Irina Shabsis. Irina, does, does Van Gogh's work, does Van Gogh's art lend itself to this kind of a display maybe more than others? Because it just struck me, it just felt perfect it it, it it you know what i'm saying it, like it, it just worked yeah. <laughs> i was i was really yeah. amazed with it absolutely um as we all know vincent van gogh is one of the world's most famous artists and people are drawn to him for multiple reasons right for the turbulence of his life cutting part of his ear spending time in asylum and of course 
and for the most, for the beauty of his painting. So when you enter the exhibit, you are surrounded by shifting views featuring about 400 images of mm-hmm. 40 of Van Gogh's painting displayed on the massive walls and floors, and they are uh, enhanced by lighting, animation, and music. Yeah. It's not your um, original uh, just static art. Yeah. You cannot just linger over work the way you can uh, in traditional gallery, but the combination of art and uh, an evocative soundtrack just increase your emotional response. It sounds fantastic. It's one of those exhibits that I, I never hear anyone say, you know, it was okay. Oh, no. Everyone <laughs> is blown away by this exhibit. Yeah, they walk out the front door and their eyes are wide. Right, it's crazy. calling their friends. Yeah, so can you tell the listeners how they can, uh, you know, uh, do the Mother's Day pampering or just uh, get tickets in general? Uh, you, there are a couple of ways. You can go to Drake Hotel to get the package, what we have, uh, uh, exclusive night, and just go to our site, uh, bengochicago.com, and uh, get that yoga classes together. So it's all, you can enter different ways to get that package all together. And uh, mother and daughter, husband and wife, uh, partners, uh, spouse. It's just, it's just a beautiful way to spend time together. Mm. Thank you so much, Irina. We wish you the best of luck and happy Mother's Day this weekend as well. She's Irina Shabsis, the co-producer of the Immersive Van Gogh Experience. Again, like words... It's difficult to describe it in words. I know that's kind of my job. You almost but, need to go online and look at the pictures, and then well, you'll better understand And it. the space itself is, you know, it's these huge rooms, you know, 30-foot ceilings and whatnot, mm-hmm. and the images are being projected everywhere, but they're moving. It's not like going to a gallery and you yeah, stand you there stand and you look there, at a picture yeah. on a wall. They're moving and they're evolving and the colors are and the changing. Lights, yeah, and it's, it's just enveloping. Enveloping is the word. Exactly. Yeah. Man, Bob is on today. Wow. You know, fun fact about Van Gogh. Ready? <laughs> Had a peanut allergy. Did not know that. Yeah. Did not mm-hmm. know that. Yeah, I heard he cut his ear off. Da-doom, that too. <laughs> a great idea for Mother's Day, though. Yeah, that's a great I didn't one. Tell you, you. Here's all I have to say is you gotta go. Plus the Drake Hotel. Go, you gotta go. That it is. Uh, (laughs) Unemployment benefits (laughs) are ending in some places. What impact will that have on the workforce, on the marketplace? Because we know a lot of businesses are struggling to hire employees across the spectrum. Joining us right now is David Cathy, and David is a hiring expert. And David, what are we seeing with these unemployment benefits um, ending? Are are we hearing that there is a, is there a date on a calendar? Is there an expiration? How's that looking? Yeah, I appreciate it. The, uh, the federal, additional federal unemployment, which our first time this came out was $600. This is an addition to what the state is providing. Mm-hmm. It's currently $300, and that is set to end on September 6th. So in okay. four more months, that additional supplement from the federal government is set to end for most states on September 6th. Mm-hmm. However, we have two states montana and just announced yesterday i believe south carolina followed suit 
in saying, hey, we're ending this earlier. That's the additional federal side. We're ending this earlier because we are struggling and we need to force people to try to get back to work. Wow. Oh, so states can decide not to accept that extra federal money? Yeah, so Montana was the first one to do it, and it was passed by a bipartisan leadership council first, unanimously. It was passed by them, and then the governor passed it, and so they, as of June 27th, they are ending the additional federal $300 supplement uh, in unemployment benefits, and they are actually creating a different incentive to get people back to work, where if you go back to work, it's first come, first serve. And if you go back to work and work four straight weeks, you get a $1,200 bonus. Oh, so there's still a little bit more of going an incentive. To, going but to Helena here. Yeah, David, do you, do you think that federal supplement really has become the problem? I mean, if you're just going to get is straight. It, is it a crutch? Yeah, it's a crutch. If you're just going to get straight state unemployment, I mean, you know, in some cases, if you were making a lot of money, it's pretty good. But that extra $600 a week was ridiculous. Yeah. Well, when you add everything up, you know, you had a couple of stimulus checks. Oh. You had the $600 a week. Then you add the $300 a week, which is what we're currently under right now. This, it's almost like it, it's kind of crazy because it's accumulation of wealth for a certain unskilled labor who is making a choice. Do I go back to work or and, and maybe expose myself because I'm in the hospitality industry and maybe I haven't had my vaccination or, you know, whatever. And do I go back to work in a service hospitality industry or do I stay at home and make just as much, in some cases, more, more than what I was making. We're talking to David Caffey. He's a, he's a hiring expert. And David, it, it's not just anecdotal, right? Because I talk to a lot of friends who are in the hospitality industry, either owners, managers, or just working it. And I'm hearing almost from every single one of them, they're struggling to find employees. They're working with like skeleton shifts everywhere. They have reduced shifts. They have uh, shared workers. So if you have a breakfast and a brunch, you're sharing your workers with someone who's going to have a dinner just to be able to make ends meet. And so companies have been closing earlier. The the service hasn't been as good. And it ultimately gets passed on to the consumer who Mm. might get frustrated because their service is not good or, you know, they have to wait too long to get their food. And so the cost the cost can increase as well. So somehow these businesses have to make money. And so the cost gets passed on to the consumer. Isn't there a rule that if you're on unemployment, you sh- you are required to actively look for employment? Can I, can, I, can I answer that question real quick? So in Arizona last year, I know they suspended the requirement to look for work because of COVID hmm. because you weren't supposed to be going out interviewing. Wow. And so they had suspended the re- the normal requirement that you actively engage in looking for work, which I thought, again, just encouraged people to do nothing but. Well, if Arizona did that, it probably every state yeah. was doing it then. David, what, what did you see? Yeah, you saw Arizona, you saw New Hampshire, you saw Vermont, you saw many states suspend that required labor seeking and that that will be brought back and so there's going to be a deadline i don't know exactly when that deadline is and for some states you know they've continued to hey you've got to show that you are looking actively looking for work and those states will have to bring those back at some point in time if they haven't already 
But you're right. They did suspend that a lot of states. And it's going to be really interesting to find out over the next couple of weeks. Look, Montana just did this. And I'm thinking, oh, it's probably going to be a few weeks before a couple of other states follow suit. And they want to see how the first few weeks of ending the federal benefits in um, on June 27th impacts. And you already have South Carolina doing the same thing. It, it just sounds so time. funny to hear about someone wanting to end federal help. You know, usually they're dying to get it, but, right, but the I'm jobs a, are there, right? Right, and I, you know, I. So, David, is this how it works? If they end that, then they can end their state unemployment. They, they can no, go back to the. They can't end it, but I mean, there's you. You don't stay on unemployment forever. Oh, the the, no, the time the limit. The time limit. Yeah, you. I mean, it's been extended and extended, but at some point, they can go back to what it's you know the, what it normally is. You're exactly right. What's what, what's going to be really interesting is. You know, take the state of Illinois, you have a Democratic Party in leadership mm-hmm. from a governor's standpoint. So the the state of Montana and South Carolina are both Republican, sure. but the state of Montana did this first by a bipartisan leadership council. So what I think is going to be really interesting is which party your, your uh, governor is in and how are they going to handle it? Mm. Yeah, it's 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 coming for lack of better terms. David, thank you so much for your time today. He's David Caffey, a hiring expert. As some states are getting on board, and it could be like a domino. Well, it's here, costing the state a fortune too, where right? they're they're cutting off these extended unemployment benefits, the enhanced. They're also going to start re-implementing the time frame. No, you've used all of your mm-hmm. unemployment, and they're going to reinstitute the now. You have to actively look for work because. The jobs are out there, you know, and I I admit that I don't know. I'm sure it's a multitude of factors. I think that some of the some people might be making more money on unemployment. But I know people are making more. But is it lack of childcare as well with kids not going to school or some people just can't afford? I don't. And they might not want to get back into the workforce because of the covid virus. I mean, there are a lot of circumstances. Are some people afraid of covid going back to work? uh, Don't have a vaccine. Couldn't get one. Whatever it might be. I think there's a variety of factors, but they're all leading to a labor shortage. And that is going to have to change soon or we're going to become kind of stuck in this uh, this middle region. So last weekend. I drove up uh, and visited some friends. I went to a Greek Easter. Yeah. In Riverwoods. Okay. Big town for Greek Easter. Is it? No. No. It was where I was. Packed. Um, but to get there, don't ask me what roads I was on, by the way. But one of them was a, a toll road. 294. Let's go with that. And I'm driving along. And it says the left lane is if you've got the little uh, transponder. Transponder. Yeah. Thinking about I fast, pass. I pass. Fast. I've heard it do different things. And then you go to the right lanes and it has the little cash sign. And I was like, well, I don't have the transponder. It's a re- it was a rental car. I don't even have a car here yet. So I go over there and I get there. There's, there's nobody there. <laughs> it says just drive and stop. And then drive through. Mm-hmm. And then you have to go, go online and okay. pay your toll. Yeah. I don't know how any of that works. Mm. I'm in a rental car. I'm doing 75 miles an hour, and I'm trying to read these signs. Okay, I mean, slow down, first of all, when you're going through the toll booth. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, Just a little bit, maybe 50. Okay. Um, yeah, you can pretty much go online. You could find out. Illinois Tollway. But part of this com. is that we are now 
Cashless. Illinois is cashless. Mm-hmm. There's no more throw the money in. There's no more. I actually didn't sitting know that until I read the story because I I have an iPass. Okay. I okay. don't understand people who don't have iPasses. But then again, there you perfect example. You. I'm in a rental. Well, right. so think of that guy from out of town. People visiting, people on vacation, driving along. You're just following your GPS, and all of a sudden these signs come up and go, it's a toll booth. Okay, I know how toll booths work. And then I get to the toll booth, and there's nobody there that tells me how the damn thing works. And and that's not just Illinois. That's a lot of places. And I was like, "Mm, what if I just cover my face and drive through really fast? Yeah, they'll just take a picture of your uh, license plate, which is what they do. wasn't me. And they will send you the picture, and you will have to pay. It wasn't me. And if you don't pay when you're supposed to, It it compounds. So, you know, a 50-cent toll could be $350 by the time you discover it. Here's what's frustrating. I'm ready. Try to go to the tollway website. There is, because it had a website. Right. For those of of you out there that don't have an iPass. Which I don't. Try to go to the website and pay the toll. Not easy. It's near impossible. Illinois, really? good luck to you. IllinoisTollway.com. I have an iPass. But, 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 because, again, I'm going by... These signs that I was passing at a high rate of speed. I'm going to acknowledge that. And I needed to know. I needed to remember. Where you were going. I needed to know the freeway I was on. I needed yeah. to know the website. And I I think I needed to know what toll plaza oh, right. I was oh, at. You need and that. Like, There's a lot going yeah. on right. at 70 miles an yeah. hour. Well, that's yeah. what Rob means. It's If you go to that website, because I had my daughter's car one time and it didn't have a transponder. So I'm like, okay, I'll go. What time were you at? What toll plaza? And I was I, like, uh, noon? And, I, I don't know. So you have to figure Why out you your route. What yeah. time I was there. You You're the one that got my damn route, license plate. What toll plaza, what time. Right? It's horrible. Luke did that one time with my car, and he drove to Indiana. So we had to go on, and every toll, mm-hmm. I just paid along his route. Because I know he didn't pay any of those tolls. <laughs> so that was kind of easy. So it wasn't just one toll. Merry Christmas, Luke. Now, I will tell you, I have Second called. Favorite. I've I've called the tollway, and someone's answered the phone and has helped me. Who haven't you called at this point? I know, right? And I just I just wait. If it takes twenty one minutes, I don't care. I you're not going to get rid of me. You, I can see, I know they're sitting there looking at that phone. Twenty one minutes, she's been on hold. All right, we'll pick All it right, up. It's got to be she's Judy. Serious. So <laughs> it's, Judy. Yeah, it's, it's my Judy. Here's another issue. I went to people, the Illinois. Illinois Illinois Tollway.com. Yeah, that's the website. Here's something else people forget. And this this has happened to me now twice, and I think it's going to happen again soon. When my credit card is upgraded for whatever, you know, it expires, Mm -hmm. they send me a new one. Yeah. Well, that's the credit card I have on my iPass. Sure. So all of a sudden, I'm getting stuff in the mail that I didn't pay tolls, and that's when I've called. And they do forgive the tolls once you tell them, well, here's my... I have the credit card. It just expired. Right. But I don't, you know, that's one of those things I don't remember. I pass. I don't use it that much, except I did use it all the way to North Carolina. So, Michael, you're, you're in Indiana. And it sounds like you're a little bit like me. Tell me your story about your friend. So I have a coworker uh, down here by Indianapolis. He married somebody from the Philippines. And so they've been going up to Chicago. Mm-hmm. Had to go up to Chicago to go to the consulate. And he got these notices about these fines for tolls he didn't pay. Yeah. I mean, we're, he doesn't know anything about a transponder. Or, right. I mean, I know he could have read the signs, but you're right. You're going to sit there and read all these signs? It, that is just a ridiculous 
way to take tolls. Well, I'm because sorry. and again, you know, and and I was trying to be the good guy, Michael. I went to the right hand side where it said money because I didn't have the pass. <laughs> but you get there where it says money, there's nowhere to put any money in. <laughs> You need to change the bleeping signs. Yeah. Just wait for the fine in the mail. Just wait for the fine. Yeah. Just wait for it. It's going to be double, triple, whatever. But here's the other thing about iPads, thank, though. Thank you, Michael. Mike, and Mike should know this. It You pay 50% less. It's worth it yeah, for that. Yeah, but if you live in Indianapolis, why are you signing my up iPass, for iPads? My iPads works in I'm telling you. I no, drove, it does. Your I drove does, to yeah. North Carolina with my iPads. Every toll, it was accepted. I drove to New All, York yeah. with mine. Yeah, the they were. The states work. have agreements. Okay. And I know for sure it's with Illinois and Indiana, of course, because a lot of people work in both states. Well, maybe you shouldn't be driving as much. I just want to know where Michael, his friend, got his Filipino wife at. Yeah, I was going to say, you did the Filipino wife. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, he said he got a, he well, got a Filipino wife. Well, they were coming up here for the, for the consulate. Yeah, you know what? I would start at the consulate Which is not in our business. You. If you'd like to meet someone, <laughs> there you go. But if you want to meet a nice Kazakh girl. Huh? We, have the, we have the, the Kazakhstan consulate in our building. I always see men down there. I don't see very many girls. So There must not be any Kazakh but I'll, girls. I'll try to look for you next time. Make okay. sure they don't speak English. Yeah. <laughs> we have some Turkish people in the building as well. No okay. Throwing it out there. Um, so you can't get new cars right now. I have a friend who owns a Ford dealership in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. It's the largest Ford dealership in the state. He told me. They, he called me, said, do you want to sell your, your car I, that I bought from him, my Mustang? Mm-hmm. And I said, but no, I, I drive it. You know, I, I wouldn't, you mean like trade it in? No, I don't have anything for you to trade in. I just want to sell it. And I'm like, really? He goes, it's a good time to sell. It's like the housing market right now. There are no new cars. There are very few new cars. And prices of used cars have gone through the roof. He said it's so difficult. You know, they have these people that, that like an appraiser at a dealership. Mm-hmm. He has his guy. Yeah. And they'll go, you, you bring your car, you come in, and uh, Judy comes in and goes, I'm thinking of buying one of these. Here's my car. The guy goes outside, walks around, check mileage, looks underneath it, whatever. He goes, hey, we'll give you a blank for it. And he said, the market is moving so fast with used cars. He says, our, our appraisers don't even know how to accurately price cars. Really? Because from the time they walk back in from the darn parking lot, the price might have changed again. And he says, it's crazy. Time to turn in your clunker, huh? Trade them in now. Now, the problem is... You, you can't buy one. You can't buy anything yeah. new. Well, you can if you... Or you're going to pay a lot of money. Yeah, I think it's just about 36% or... It's some crazy astronomical number. right now. It is absolutely crazy in the car market, just like with the housing market. I, so, so It's always timing with me. I need an. I want to sell my house and I need a new car. <laughs> I literally sell both, rent and Uber. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Hey, good morning. Call it what you want, will you? We'll call it Friday. <laughs> it's Bruce. It's Judy. It's Cheese with you. In from producer Miranda on the other side of the double pane bulletproof glass. Um, good news. I'm going to take it as good news. Eighty-five percent of the older population in Illinois has received the vaccination. The most vulnerable, at least how we've always heard it described as, got the message and got the stick in the arm. That's a good thing, right? Yeah, they got at least one shot. Okay. And remember, they were, it was, a lot of it was logistics too. So some of the elderly people were having a hard time just getting Don't to get me the started shot. with my mom. Don't get me started. Yeah, or they forgot to go, like your mom. Forgot to check so, her email. 
Yeah, exactly. Couldn't get an email, didn't have a computer, didn't know Had who trouble call. signing yeah, up. Yeah, so there were some things working against them. So now, 85%. Who are the 15% left behind? I'm going to assume. Is it bad? Should I assume? Can I assume it's a variety? That group is a variety of people. From anti-vaxxers to conspiracy theorists to the skeptical We've we heard talk about, you know, specifically mm-hmm. the black community. They bring up the Tuskegee experiment where mm-hmm. the government's injecting people that immediately brings up some connotations. And for an older generation, heck, that might have been part of their life. You know, where that, that was. They remember it. They yeah. remember They it's, lived through it. Yeah, you know it, what I'm it, saying? It really happened. So, yeah, there were a lot of variables. Yeah. So I but, think there's there's something. I think there's a variety of things behind them. I don't know if you're going to get much better than 85%. Yeah, yeah I was like. looking at 85%. Like, why isn't it 100%? But you know what? 85% is pretty. And it's above the national average, which is... Here 80, in Illinois. We're 83. above? Yeah, we're above. Okay. Illinois is above other states and something. And not just higher taxes. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's yeah, a not, good thing. Not just taxes and shootings. Oh, yeah, that's good The news. federal... Uh, well, across the country, it's 83%. Yeah. Is the average. Um. This is all part of, and we've heard the story over and over again, that the vaccine is part of getting back to some semblance of normal. But I'm slightly confused, and by slightly I mean very, that yesterday we had a clip from Mayor Lightfoot who was celebrating, putting a date on a calendar, for hashtag old normal in Chicago of July 4th. Remember? Our goal, ladies and gentlemen, is to be fully open by July 4th. Stop right there. I know she went on to say a bunch of other things and <laughs> I, I stopped listening. July 4th. So I go to the, I go to the Bruce calendar. Red letter day? July 4th. Later in the day, I'm minding my own business. Pritzker comes on the TV. On Friday, May 14th. The state of Illinois will move into the bridge phase of our mitigation plan, one step closer to removing nearly all of the remaining mitigations. Illinois will move to phase five, normal business operations free of pandemic-related mitigations as soon as Friday, June 11th. Okay, hold on a second. We went from July 4th to May 14th to June 11th. I'm no math whiz, but those are three different months. Okay. And I, at this point... So the 14th is next Friday. Can we acknowledge, please, that all this does is confuse people. Yeah. It's all it does is confuse people. Bruce, this just in, Christmas should be back to normal this year. Uh, I'll have it up at the top of the hour. But it's not happening on the 25th of December this year. We've moved Christmas to the 29th. Like, what is going on? I can't keep up with all this. only if the metrics allow us to. If you are fully vaccinated, you can kiss your partner under the mistletoe this year. Details at 8. Am I am I overstay? I mean, I'm being serious. No. Like, it's just confusing. What yeah. does all of this mean? All of these dates, all of these terminologies, bridges, phase five, code yellow, ver- number three. I don't get it anymore. I just don't get it. Don't and you I'm wish they would just to pay attention? They should just come out and say, as of now, as of right just now, just wait. So next Friday, they should have both come out because that's when. We're going to be at the bridge stage. Neck, both the city and the state. What are we bridging are, from? They're on the same bridge. 
I will say now. Now that I see this, the we're fourth, on the same bridge. Same bridge for the fourth for, for next Friday. They should have waited to next Friday. Is, and it, said, is it one of the bridges that goes up and lets boats go under? The bridge it? in Chicago will go up. The one in the rest of the state will stay down, and we will be woo crossing the bridge on June eleventh. For you, Chicago. Where are we going you, from? Chicagoans, where, 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 where am I going on this on bridge? On June eleventh, your bridges will come up, not allowing you to pass until the fourth of July. So wait, you're telling me in a race, Pritzker is winning against Mayor Lightfoot? He can outrun he's, Mayor Lightfoot? He's sprightly. He's a deceptive well, speed. He's got those short, stubby legs like me. He's deceptive. Oh, my goodness. But look at him. You can, I can't picture that guy running. No, only to the fridge. Ah. Looking for a job this summer? Maybe you've got a, a kid. Maybe you've mm-hmm. got a, a youngster, a youth in your uh, uh, home, and they are looking for something to do. Joining us right now is Lisa Davis, the director of One Summer Chicago. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Lisa, first off, how long has this uh, program been around, One Summer Chicago? One Summer Chicago started in 2011. Okay. And how many jobs are we talking? How much do you have available to offer, et cetera? Right now, we are offering twenty-one over 21,000 jobs for the summer, Whoa. and we're working hard to increase that number. 21,000 available jobs. And can you help me understand kind of the range? What sort of work is available for these kids, these young adults? So the, the type of work that we have for One Summer Chicago, it is really very bad. We have several programs in the technology field because, as we know, technology is in everything. So we have coding programs, uh, programs where they're learning Python, different coding languages. Yeah. We have healthcare. Um, we do healthcare workshops and career pathways where uh, they have several guest speakers from the health field that they're interested in doing. Uh, we have photography programs, uh, music programs, your typical um, library uh, type jobs, mm-hmm. uh, working in the park district. Oh boy! Wow, lots of things. Yes, it's 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 a lot. It is a lot. And, and what? I'm sure, I'm leaving out many. Oh yeah, twenty one thousand. <laughs> what? Um, what's the pay like? So the pay. I work with Department of Family and Support Services, and our young people, the 14- and 15-year-olds, are paid a stipend for their career exploration, and that's $75 a week. The 16 through 24, they are paid a wage of $14 an hour. Mm -hmm. Oh, so pretty good. Definitely above the minimum wage. So we've heard a lot. uh, We're talking again to Lisa Davis, director of One Summer Chicago. Um, are 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 you finding it harder to fill these jobs? Is the demand there for uh, twenty one thousand different summer jobs? Uh, we're trying to get the word out. Please don't get me wrong, but what does that look like on your end? On our end, actually, when there was uh, there was a big spike about two days ago, mm-hmm. when people assumed that it was very hard to fill the positions we have, but it, it, it's going pretty well. Mm-hmm. We are always open for more applicants to apply, but we have several parents that are calling us on the hotline to find out, are you doing the program this year? And the answer is yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Did you not do the program last year? 
We did. Not only did we do the program last year, but normally One Summer Chicago is the second largest summer employment. But last year, we chose to do our program, and we were the largest program Hmm. because other cities had to, for whatever reason, back out. Mm -hmm. So when you say you have 21,000 jobs, those are jobs you have available right now? There are jobs that uh, we have where people can apply now, get their application in by going to onesummerchicago.org, fill out that application, and we will start pulling those applications very soon. And Lisa, I know in the past, this was so coveted, these jobs, like you said, you would have the applications, but not everyone would get the jobs. It seems like this is a year where pretty much if you want to work for the summer or do an internship, you should be able to be do that this summer. There's opportunity. Yeah. That is what we are striving for. That is definitely what we are striving for. Well, we, we wish you the best of luck. And uh, we hope, again, onesummerchicago.org if you want to uh, learn more about it. If you're a parent out there, certainly uh, thinking about getting your kid involved. Lisa, thank you for your time uh, Lisa, today. but before, I'm oh. sorry, you said you had a hotline number if you want to give that out. Well, it's through the email, and it is at onesummerchicago at cityofchicago.org. Got it. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, Thank you, Bruce and Judy. <laughs> we appreciate it. So th- this is a program that's been out there. It's been going on now for t- 20 years practically. Um, but one of the issues is, and it has been all along, 14 bucks an hour is nothing to sneeze at, is it? Not for a summer job for a, for a, a for 15, yeah, yeah. 15 year old, you know, something like that. I Just mean, let me give you some perspective here. Please. I, when I worked a go. summer job, when I was a young, a youngin, minimum wage, three thirty-five an hour. Yeah. Minimum wage is now seven something. I mean, this yeah. is double the minimum wage. This is a really good salary. And again, these jobs. You can do a job there, you there, love. There are jobs that can you can learn a skill and set well, it's yourself up for. It's more of an internship, for. right? You still get paid. You get a stipend. We're talking about computer coding. We're not talking about sweeping floors. Right. Well, even our healthcare. She was talking. Lisa was talking about healthcare. If you want to get into that field, so you get a stipend, which is still pretty good. And you get and to you, learn. And you get to learn, and maybe even yeah, before you go to college. Well, we also know you. though that that some of these are going unfilled. And and maybe the demand isn't there like it should be. Maybe for a variety of reasons. Maybe COVID is a, is an excuse for it. Possibly, maybe stimulus checks are a reason. Maybe unemployment we talked mm-hmm. about earlier is a reason. But you know, one of the problems that I struggle with is the idea that we have communities that are struggling. We hear that. One of the issues is there's a lack of job, job opportunities, job training, job skills, and we need to spend more money on these, and we need to, in, in, quote, unquote, invest in these. And then you have programs like this. And if these aren't at 100% um, capacity, well, then what's the argument in these communities? Right. Here it is. Here it is on a plate. Yeah. There you I'm go. It. What about that? Yeah, well, I mean, we said we wanted jobs. We didn't actually mean that. Yeah. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, we like, have to is, work. What is the argument yeah. behind it? And you but would I mean, hope parents, that people are taking that advantage. Yeah, parents need to, You, unless you want your kids to be hanging out in the streets this summer, 
you need to have them apply for one of these good jobs and yeah. something that they want to do. But it really does come down to kind of there's philosophies in this. And 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 I don't know how you change mindsets. Again, I, I mentioned I was, I was around some, some friends of mine the other day and friends of a friend. And I met a young man who has two jobs and started his own software company. Jeez. He has a startup. But, and I was like, look at him going. So I'm lazy. I really don't have anything. Good grief. And he's like, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, when we were like 14 years old, our parents told us, you got to work, you get mm-hmm. to work. You know, we had to pay for our car insurance. We had to pay for gas. You know, we, things weren't given to us. We had to hustle. And he goes, so I've, I've always worked like this. It's like, so, you know, it's a mindset. Yeah. But there's opposite mindsets like that, which is, eh, just, you know, maybe the government will send you another Well, check. and I'm a hard worker. I. I don't, my kids aren't hard workers. It, yeah. It's Same a bane boat. for me. Yeah. No, so there is only so much work. you can do, but. Hard as work a, never killed anybody, but why take the chance? Right. That's my, yeah. another one of my, another one of my mottos. Yeah. Bruce, Judy, cheese with you. Looks like it's going to be a nice day. I don't know. Yeah, it is. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. a clear day. I can see the water. Still looks, a chance of rain. Looks wet. Always a chance of rain. <laughs> um, so leave it to the Apple company, the, the tech company, to always be coming out with new things. I mean, this is the company that invented the uh, the iPod, you know, the iPhone, iPad, iPad. iWatch. I, 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 it's expensive. It's a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. The latest one, the Apple Tag. What is an Apple Tag? So the best way to describe it, I saw them yesterday. Why didn't they go with eye tag? They go with eye everything else. I'm sure somebody already has that. Uh, <laughs> Google it and find out. Yeah, right. That the um, the Apple tag, I'm like trying to think of, you know, again, the best way to describe it. First off, it's only 29 bucks, which isn't that much. For Apple. It literally might be the cheapest thing in the store. <laughs> I, I don't even know. I could barely well, get an estimate. $29 this year. Next year, I can't get an estimate for 29 bucks. $129. So the, the tag, it's circular. Mm-hmm. It is size of a quarter, roughly. All right? And it allows you to track items. The idea was, like, you can get it and put it on a keychain for a nominal fee. You have to buy a keychain sold separately. Ah, of course. And then if you log, are you the type that loses your keys, right? Everybody does. You could then go on your phone and you could track your, and go, oh, it's in the couch cushions. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you could find it that way. I would put it on the remote. You could put it on the TV remote (laughs) if you want. Just (laughs) duct tape it to it, right? You could put it in a car. Yeah. You could put it in something valuable that you have that you wanted to track in some way, just in case, right? That was the mindset behind it. About 30 seconds after the Apple AirTag was released, people started figuring out, I can use this to stalk people. I can use (laughs) this to to track people. How hard would it be to take this Little device, size of a quarter, roughly. I, and I'm not trying to exaggerate it. Yeah. You're in a bar, guy in a bar. And drop it in the purse of somebody there in the bar. Be able to follow them home without actually following them home. Find out what, where they live. Ooh. Your your ex, your girlfriend, your husband, use it to spy on people. It used to be like, I put tracking software on your phone, phone right? Yeah. This is even easier. 
I don't even need to go anywhere near your phone. All I need to do is be able to slip this tiny little thing you may not even notice. It's a little crazy, That's right? Scary, it's a actually, little scary, yeah. yeah. How, so far, I, how far does it work? You know, how far? It in, works everywhere. I mean, how far does it go? Miles and miles? Yeah. Absolutely. It, it, it has its own signal. It's like its own little, I don't know how to describe it, own little beacon. I'm It'll following work somebody in California right now. You hussy. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can buy little 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 harnesses for it where you'd slip it in and you can clip it to something if you want. Again, like a keychain, you know, with a ring on it. You can get different, so you can use it different ways. But it makes it pretty darn easy to stalk somebody, doesn't it? I mean, I bought 12 of them, so I'm going to find out exactly yeah. how it works. <laughs> I, got a, I got a bonus for a dozen. Cheese, what are you doing at the store? What? Who? Yeah. yeah, and in our in this Jeez, day, slow down. Yeah, in this You're day and age, as Rob pointed out earlier, it's it, you want to stalk someone. It's so easy to find out anything you ever wanted to know about people. But should Apple they be making everything. it easier? Right, Apple <laughs> probably know? should have thought about that because I think the worst part of that is, you know, when you talk about abusive relationships, you know, that's domestic Absolutely. violence. That's mm. the. I mean, if someone's going to follow, they could, you know, they could find out where you live pretty easy. But yeah, following you and that's that's creepy. Yeah, I mean, it works off of a Bluetooth, basically. It works like, you know, when you pair your iPod or your AirPods or whatever it might be. Um, and the idea, again, is to help you find lost things. I, I bring it up. I was at the Apple store yesterday. And I just want to thank them at the Apple store on Michigan mm-hmm. that my worst fears did not come true. You thought it was going to be a nightmare. Mostly because um, I did have I got a new phone. I don't know what kind I got. They only have one kind. I got so you the got phone. The, you got the phone they gave you. The phone. Mm-hmm. You, you, got, you got your choice of sizes and memory, basically. And I got, got the medium size the with the little. Nice. I got three cameras. Yeah. Do I? So that's a good thing. So my fear was that as soon as I bought the phone. And they put it in a little bag for me. And I walk up the stairs and I go through the glass doors out onto that little plaza right there. That I would look over my shoulder <laughs> and I would see all the Apple employees celebrating because they just sold the last phone. It did not happen. So right. I am thankful that uh, it'll probably happen this weekend. They'll yeah. announce a new phone yeah. or whatever it might be. The 13. And, right. But I am <laughs> least not the last one. Which I was, I was genuinely concerned that I... You know I, what? They'll probably skip 13 and go to 14. I know. I was going to say, right? Yeah, no one's going to want the iPhone 13. If you pre-order the 14, you get the bugging device for free. <sighs> wow. <laughs> I, so I'm seriously thinking of, of not just for losing things, but like, I, I, I was like, maybe I need some of these... What, like to follow people? Do you no. need to put in your car to put like, in okay. your wallet? I was yeah, thinking like my backpack. Yeah, exactly. You know, things like that. Now, your apparently, wallet. I mean, it'll yeah. slip right into your wallet. Yeah. Apparently, an iPhone will alert you that an unknown AirTag is moving with you. Not an Android phone. Right. Though. You have to have an iPhone. Yeah. And you have to have the newest so operating I, so system. Apple only and you have to have their own. And you have to have the latest yeah. operating system right. on it, which, which, you know, so. There's a lot of caveats. Yeah. 
that are going to make this kind of interesting. See if you can you can. Track yeah, you it. know, I have an iPhone seven. I'm so we can track uh-huh. you. There's no way <laughs> you can. Yeah, there's no you way just, your yeah. iPhone yeah. is track going to because my my iPhone's always beeping. It's like let me die already. Yeah, your your iPhone it's is perfectly fine. Probably on its last. I one. you know what? I went from a flip phone to this one. So you're moving on up. <laughs> moving on up, Judy. <laughs> I loved my flip phone. I'm always looking forward, and we are certainly headed towards a lot of hashtag old normal. Part of that is getting out, getting about, celebrating the food, the culinary uh, tradition of the city of Chicago and the surrounding areas. With a part we call Getting Foodie with Bruce and Judy. And we are going to get foodie today with Jim McWiggin of 1416. Good morning to you, Jim. Good morning. Jim. How's everyone doing? Excelente. Thank you for asking. 1416, tell us a little bit about your place. So 1416 is located right in the heart of LaGrange. Um, We are an American craft cuisine, uh, chef-driven, chef-driven restaurant, so... Just, just trying to get, just trying to get by. Okay, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, uh, a lot of folks have been trying to get by along those lines. I mean, can you tell us a little bit of what the last year looked like for you as a, a you know, as someone trying to make it? Yeah, it's. I tell people it was just been a roller coaster, you know, highs and lows, trying to figure out what we are allowed to do based off of guidelines that are placed upon us. I mean, Mm -hmm. restaurants had some pretty strict guidelines placed upon them, Um, but there's light at the end of the tunnel. It's just been a very, very long tunnel. Are you seeing people coming back uh, more now? Are you, are you getting a sense that the business has picked up? Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. The community support has been wonderful. It helps that the weather is getting nicer so we can utilize, we have a rooftop area to sit Nice. And the village has uh, supplied parklets up front, which has been wonderful. So I think people are ready to get out again. Here, here. Are you gearing up, um, Jim, for a big weekend? Because, you know, it's one of the most important weekends of the year. Says the mom in the it room. It is. It is. Uh, <laughs> we are definitely trying. Um, but when it comes down to it, we still have to make people feel comfortable coming out. Sure. So we just had to tweak a couple things to make sure that people are still comfortable yet still celebrating that special lady in their life. Yeah, and you, and you feel you can do that safely with the space that you have. Yes, yes, yes. Instead of, it's just, you know, tweaking tweaking the system. It's redefining the wheel. Um, so what we're offering is like a family style instead of a full buffet. Ah. So I, everything will be placed on the table. Think of it as like a personal buffet for you and your family. But you're talking dirty to me right now, by the way. The idea of a personal I'm buffet. It's I'm Easter, like, wow. Yeah, I work in the restaurant. I'm nice <laughs> this is, I'm ready for breakfast now. I get my own personal buffet. Sold. <laughs> exactly. And and it comes with mimosas. Oh, oh look at you. Oh, there you, go. you had me oh, at mimosas. Boy. And, you know, it's right. interesting because I just went out to eat uh, for breakfast yesterday. And I asked for pepper. And they brought me pepper packets because nobody has you don't even have shakers. the shakers. Yeah. You forget. Nobody has shakers anymore. I mean, the the extremes you guys had to go to, like you said, to make people feel comfortable. And I think we are comfortable now. And so let's just get back at it, right? Exactly, exactly. But there's still some certain protocol that you have to follow. Sure. You know, and we just have to make sure that everything is being clean and comfortable. You know, before COVID, you didn't want to see restaurants cleaning too hard because it was the impression that the restaurant was dirty. 
it's the complete opposite now. Like you want to show people that you're cleaning to make I, sure they're, oh, wow, they're really, they're really cleaning. I feel safer now. Right. He's Jim McWiggin with uh, 1416 in downtown LaGrange. I never thought of it like that. Like that's something like if you work in the biz, if you see people cleaning all the time, was our mindset was like this place must be filthy these people are running around here all the time squirting things up now <laughs> you're like where the hell's the person cleaning yeah how come somebody's wiped exactly. this place down oh, that's interesting i never thought of it in that context yeah now you your location there you have a lot of events well did have a lot of events right are you still are you gearing up for that i mean are you getting reservations for bigger things we are we are um we are pretty much sold out for events this year because one we had to reschedule all the events from from last oh, year oh right right make good so we had to reschedule that and then people are still getting married so we still have bridal <laughs> showers and they're having babies um so all the baby showers so yeah it's gonna be a busy summer wow and yeah if you're already sold out that's crazy and the weather like you yeah. mentioned getting better and better tell me about the the rooftop area so we what we have is we have nine tables on our rooftop that does have a pergola. The sides are open, so wow, pergola. I had 90, to teach them what a pergola was. Jim, Jim, <laughs> uh, I, I you're the first person. Excuse me, the second person in my life who used the term pergola in a sentence. The first time Judy used pergola, we made her go to the websites and explain to yeah, us what yeah. the hell a pergola I show is. Them a picture. I had no idea. Never heard of a pergola in my life. <laughs> You're the second I totally one. Get it. I totally get it. We have sconces on our wall, and it took forever for me to realize <laughs> what they were talking about when they said sconce. Ah, there's always something you don't know. Okay. And I'm, again, Jim, way, I'm, I'm Googling look- sconces right now, but keep yeah, going. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at your website, and you're sold out for your rooftop. Like yeah, for July. Yeah, one of the issues with COVID and, uh, is social distancing. Sure. So we lost about half the tables up there that we had from COVID, pre-COVID. So... We had about 17. Now we have nine. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. They got to do what you got to do, right? Are you, are you hearing? Do. I mean, are hopefully you... the the governor announced the bridge on right. the 14th. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that's some good news. Coming well, my question, yeah. My, and my question to you is, as someone that's got a restaurant, these new dates and things you hear, uh, your expectation, fingers crossed, is you could be what? At 100% capacity in a month or so? Correct. Correct. Okay. That is... What we are assuming, which will be great. I mean, we still have to wear precautions. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. we're still going to wear the mask. You're still going to get the paper pecker, paper pepper. Well, eight <laughs> thirty in the morning. Yeah, um, okay. but just adhering to that. But if we can get full dining, it's going to help a lot. And just you know, being you know. fully vaccinated. And I was one of those that was very careful. I'm okay now with being in a restaurant with every table filled. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm vaccinated yeah, and I'm, I'm good. good to go. I'm good. And especially Jim, if you're saying your staff is going to still. You know, yeah, wear a mask, maybe, or stuff. yeah. Uh, although I would like the, the salt, pepper, and salt and pepper shaker back. Bring your own. How's that? Yeah, BYO. Oh, yeah. All right. Maybe I'll have to. I'll do give that. you your own. You get your own. There you go. Hey, Jim, thank you very much. Yeah. And thanks for waking up this morning. I know how tough it is for your restaurant people. How's that? Oh, uh, no. Th- thank you for everything. Um, Thank you for all the media, for all your support for this oh. last year. We couldn't have done it without you guys. So well, yeah. Good for you guys, yeah, and, and we wish you the best of luck. He's Jim McWiggin with 1416. You can find him online, 
1416, the number, 1416lagrange.com, and get that reservation in. Mother's Day, obviously, they have yeah. some amazing Again, things. Your I'm, personal brunch, think yeah. of it that way. You get like yeah. a brunch for the table, a little bit of everything, family style. That's fantastic. And yeah, they're, they're, it, the venue is just beautiful. It the is vibe stunning is, looking Yeah, place. it's absolutely gorgeous. So 1416lagrange.com, and thanks to Jim McWiggin for getting us excited uh, as we celebrate and reintroduce you to great restaurants. Getting foodie with Bruce and Judy. Speaking of Mother's Day, certainly happy Mother's Day to Judy, the the mom in the group. Well, thank you. Um, For all the crap I talk about my mom, I do have to give her some credit for some things. So uh, I am I mean, she did have you after all. There is that. She put up with it a lot. I'm I'm a reasonably grown person. I am reasonably responsible. Mm. Reasonable. Mm -hmm. Last year was the first year my mom didn't do my taxes. Really? Yeah. Is she a CPA? Uh, she was, yeah. Oh, and, okay. and she was, you know, a financial officer at a company, mm-hmm. you know. And this, yeah, mm-hmm. but still, I'm a grown person. Yeah, but she yeah. knew the tricks and it was easy yeah. for her probably. Yeah. Last year was the first year my mom didn't do my taxes. <laughs> I've never done my own. I, I think. I don't even know how it works. Like they send you these papers and there's these things and they've got numbers and let, and you just give them to mom and then they tell you how much wow. money you owe. That's a pretty, uh, that's a pretty substantial perk. Yeah. Don't worry about it this year. Just don't even yeah. worry about it. No, I, well, I finally <laughs> went out and had to hire somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I think mom's, mom's days of being my, my financial advisor yeah, might, are behind. She might not get those in on time. She tends to. She tends to forget things. Forget going bit. to get her vaccine. So, uh, I'm not going to get to spend Mother's Day with her. I did send a case of wine, though. That perfect. I'm not do, doing Who bad, right? Doesn't want that. Can you point that out to your second and third favorite children that maybe they yeah. could have sent mm-hmm. you wine, right? Yeah. Well, no, I'm I'm being taken out to brunch. You're going to go to brunch. Yeah. So next week we're taking mom to the beach. My brother. Nice. And I. So we're going to go there do. You a go. See that? There. So you know. We're trying to celebrate something. Now, I don't know how bad this is, but up until like, la- well, last year, Luke lived at home. Okay. So when he lived at home, he just, he'd graduated from college, got a job right away. Yay. Graduated from college. So this is um, a grown man. Right. So two years ago, maybe. So, like, but this is right before COVID. So mm-hmm. he was working for a few months. I would drive him to the train in the morning. No, you would not. I would pick him up at night. Shut the front door. I would take his dry cleaning in. <laughs> Here's the thing. You were his valet. Wow. Listen, I want and make him dinner. Get I, out. you know what? I still do. Uh, now I think of, something years wait, old. He was just in town last, uh, last weekend, the weekend before, and I still he every time he's in town because he Ubers now from Lincoln Park to my house. He says, "Would you drop me off at you know?" Okay, so I have house? a question. I drop him off at his friend's house. He is 24 years old, <laughs> or maybe 23. Can I get mom? mom? Can I get a ride over to Billy's? <laughs> Mama, do you, mom, 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 mom. Do yeah. you? Does he make you drop him off around the corner so that he doesn't be seen getting out he of your so car? He's so lazy so. that he's like, pull up the door. Right you're not even at the door. Get right he doesn't, up there. You think he is? He he owns it. Okay. Totally owns it. I just it. didn't know. He's one now, of those. Like, and I drop will me say though, the I oh. was a working mom, right? I worked. Right. I had a no, career. No, you had a job. So you're still were shuttling people, him because around. even my friends were starting to rag me. Come As on, well they should. No, I said, and even Luke, the day he said, "Wow, you're like a stay-at-home mom." I was glowing. Like, I am like a stay-at-home mom. I happily did everything I could for him. There you go. Well, now I, it's I, over. I sincerely hope he, he appreciates you on Mother's yeah. Day. I sincerely hope you Luke is third right. favorite. Is that correct? 
Fourth. We figure, he's fourth. He comes in fourth he's after the ex husband. You know what? Ask me after Mother's Day. Okay, we'll have a new ranking. Possibly Monday morning <laughs> of Judy's siblings, uh, of Judy's kids. Excuse me. It might be one of the reasons, though, why you think we're going to hell in a handbasket. Judy says she can restore your faith in humanity. Oh, my gosh. This is humanity on such a large scale. As India grapples with an unprecedented new wave of COVID 19, one of the country's major companies working round the clock to get free oxygen out to people in need. So traditionally, Reliance Industries is not a manufacturer of medical-grade liquid oxygen, but over a year into the pandemic, the company, which is owned by India's richest man, Mukesh Ambani, has gone on to become the nation's largest producer from a single location. It's producing over 11% of India's total production. If that's not... uh Faith in humanity story. I don't know what is. So the richest man who could be making more money could be is giving this away to one in every 10 Indians suffering. Wow. Well, again, I I don't know if you could overestimate what's happening. What's happening in India. I I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think you could, you could exaggerate it. It's a catastrophe. It really is. Right. Um, certainly thinking about our, our friends from India. Mm. Um, Hey, we appreciate you spending some time with us today. We hope you have an awesome Friday. A great weekend. Another way. Time to get out and about. Navy Piers open, yeah. restaurants. We've got we've got uh, museums, museums, zoos, beaches. Oh, not the beaches. Just yet. make it happen, right? Get out there and enjoy things. Judy and I thank you for spending time with us. We also thank uh, MG and the posse over there in Mission Control that hit all the buttons. Our infant producer Miranda on the other side of the double pane bulletproof glass. DJ Cheese working the ones and twos. Thank you, sir. And. Rob Martyr, he's in for Nick Gale yeah. today, and Rob will continue to deliver the news, the traffic, the weather, the information you need to know. He's got it all packaged together. He's delivering it for you. It's coming up next on 890 WLS.